0: hello 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 welcome back everybody y'all know me and for those who don't hi my name is kyla and this is the american funeral podcast a place where it gives space to talk about marginalized experiences all the injustices in our present day society and ways to do better consciously so i have been gone for a minute i've been gone for a good amount of time And, you know, this is my first episode back and I had an incident yesterday that I do want to talk about. But before that, I want to give y'all a little, a little kind of explanation as to why I have been gone. You know, I definitely had a lot of visions and goals for this podcast this year. And to be fair, I still do. But when school started and I got into a program, another one that I had been doing, it was kind of hard to balance doing two different academic programs and work, starting a new job. And yeah, in a podcast, it was going to be a lot for me because I had main school. I had medical assistance school and i had my job and home health so a podcast was just a lot at that time honestly i was barely surviving without the podcast but you know um sometime you you kind of have to take a step back from something and unfortunately my podcast was one of them and you know i i was like telling everybody i know i was like oh my gosh i miss doing my podcast so much because this Truly, is a creative outlet for me. I'd say, and you know, it's it's good to have some things like this. You know, so updates. While I have gone, I finished the semester in a kind of strong, strong little thing. So, I'm kind of proud of your girl. Um, MA school is still going. I'm still in school for that during the summer. Boo! I know, I know. Um, Job going fine, you know, life's life's been interesting, you know, kind of taking a step back from a lot of things and taking a step back from the thought that you have to do or be or experience certain things is kind of refreshing, not gonna lie, because it kind of gives, it kind of gave me, I'll speak to myself personally, the ability to be like, okay, what do I want? like who are my friends what are the definitions and what are the characteristics and what are the kind of people that I want to have in my life and how am I like actively engaging with the community that I want like who am I as a person what do I want what are my cons what are my pros what are my traumas what are my issues and uh, my goal was to really just take a step back and think about that all this year and it has been going great you know um the two programs and work was definitely a lot, and you know, it's. I feel kind of hypocritical sometimes because I'm like, rest is a form of rebellion, which it is, and I know that. But my excuse per se is that Rome was not built in a day, and I might not be um, self care grandmaster supreme. I am doing my very best and i feel like that is all i would ever ask of you guys and that is all i was able to give so uh this is going to be a very interesting topic because yeah it's going to be a very interesting topic one because i'm i'm doing it one (laughs) and two because this literally happened to me yesterday so scenario i it was 11 p.m i was coming off of my shift um, I work um, pretty far from where I live. Not pretty far. I'm going to say like 25 minutes out. Like 25 minutes out from where I live. And I have to be on the highway for like 11 miles. And I take another highway for like 9 miles. It, honestly, it's a breeze most days. But some days, like, it's it's kind of a lot. So, scene. I was coming home from work. And I hit a curb really, really badly, and I was just driving after the curb. I was like, OK, you know, kind of like calming yourself down and like, OK, it's fine, because, you know, with driving, you have to stay calm I'm like, OK, it's fine. It's fine. And then I started to hear something and I was like, no, it's not fine. And I'm like, I'm not getting on the highway if I'm not fully competent in my car. Thank God for my common sense. Thank the Jesus for that. So I get out and I see I have a flat tire. It's eleven o'clock. Um, I I will admit I do not know how to change a tire. I know how to jumpstart a car. I know how to look under the hood for something suspicious. I don't I don't know how to change a tire, um, which was definitely something I feel like I should have learned. But I was kind of slacking on it, and it's okay. It's okay. So I call my dear beloved father. And we're trying to, we're trying to like move one and two. I couldn't get the jack out of the car. I could not figure it out. And so he's like, okay, you are just gonna have to call the police. Now you're thinking, hmm, KJ, why would you call the police for that? And you know, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like everything eventually works out. And so um i call the cops and i'm on TikTok because i i have a fear of cops i'm not gonna lie to you as a black woman living in america and hearing all these stories and seeing all these things that are going on all the shootings that happen and all the cops responsible for it like it's not a strange phenomenon that i'm scared of cops and it's not a strange phenomenon for the people who look like me being scared of cops And so, I'm like, okay, bitch, it's do or die. You either call the cops or you change the tire yourself. And it's really looking like if you change the tire yourself, you're probably going to do more harm than good. So, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I call the cops. Apparently, they can ping your location from where you are. I'm like, (laughs) okay, I guess so i called cops and the guy sent someone over and i am i am literally pissing my pants i am shitting my dick i am absolutely petrified terrified i'm like okay i got snacks in my car like how will i appease this human being not to shoot me because my thought is i am going to leave here in a body bag that that's that's where my head goes i'm like body bag body bag Mono Leo, body bag for bro <laughs> but okay so i call the cops the guy comes and i see the guy that walks out of the um car and in my job i work in home health again so one of the clients called the cops on us for for a very dumb reason and it was found out there was a dumb reason and so the person who came to the house was that guy so i'm like looking at him i'm like hey you're the guy that came to x and x address for the call from one of the clients and he takes them in and he's like oh yeah i did and so he starts asking me like what's going on i'm like yo my tire's flat i'm kind of stranded and he's like you need help with your tire i'm like yes i do so The guy seems like a pretty cool guy. So my anxiety goes from like a 10 to like a 6.5. And he's like, ma'am, police can't change tires. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, we're not mechanics. We can't change tires. And I'm like, okay, fair point. But can you change a tire? He's like, I can't legally and he gives me like the whole rundown of like you know if anything happens it's kind of on the police department and i'm like okay cool 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 fair 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 um okay and i'm like you know what you don't have to change the tire you just tell me what to do and i'll change the tire so we get it like get the jack get the jack he helped me get the jack out because that jack that Jack hit that fucking road Jack because that Jack was a Jack from hell. I'm telling you, take a shot every time I see Jack. Please consume uh, responsibly if you're over the age of 21. So, um, guy tells me, like, yo, do this, I do it. Like, I got the jack the end of the car, I got it. I get the tools, I'm cranking, I'm cranking. Apparently, I had the wrong tools. So we had to find a like ghetto bougheto ghetto way of like trying to crank the jack. And I'm like, okay. You know, I, I at that time I had my like can do attitude. I'm cranky. I'm cranky. I'm cranky. It's not working. I'm still cranky. I'm still going. And he's like, Okay, yeah. Um we're gonna We're gonna meet somebody. And I'm like, okay what are your options he's like there's a towing company um around here that's 24 hour or there's a guy that i know and i'm like okay so which one is cheaper he's like i don't know and so honestly i i really do feel like this this cop did go the extra mile so he makes some calls he's like yo What's up with that guy? know how much he is. Blah, 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 blah. So he's like, oh, it's a couple. It's like a hundred bucks. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cash. And I'm like, yes. Because my aunt had visited me recently and I had a hundred bucks in cash, but I spent $2. And so I had 98 bucks and I'm like, okay. So the guy, I got $98 in cash and I was literally looking for anything in my head worth $2. I'm like, I got a, I got like some like, kind bars. I got some chocolates. Like he can have whatever he wants for that $2 value. I don't care. He can have even more than that. Just please tell him to come. He's like, okay, the guy is coming. So, you know, we're waking somebody up in the middle of the night. So obviously the guy took a while. He took like a good, like fucking 45 minutes or something. I don't know. But I I see the guy and he's he's a pretty solid dude I guess I mean that's my um, assessment after but you know I was like hmm opportunity why not ask a police officer about policing and you know <laughs> thinking about it I'm like um that's really not the smartest idea because while you're poking the bear in the middle of the night when you guys are alone it's dark and like you don't know how he's gonna react to these questions but in my brain i'm like just ask so i'm like so what are your like do you think i first asked him like how long have you been on the job he was like two years and i'm like okay do you like it he's like yeah like it was his dream to go to to be a police officer and um comes to figure out, we go to college in the same town. He went to college in the town that I go to college. And, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a Massachusetts person. So then I start with a heavy question. It's like, what do you think about the cops out there killing people? And he tells me, like, no one wants to use their gun. Like... He knows some people who've gone 30 years in the job without using their gun, and to him, he prays that he never has to use his gun. And in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, that's a pretty good way to think about it. And my counter question is like, but not everyone is like that. And he's like, yeah, not everyone is like that. But then again, I feel he was like, he feels like a lot of the things that get publicized is the wrong thing. And he's like, there's bad people in every field. But my argument, I was like, okay, a bad teacher is going to give me an F. A bad cop is going to kill me. I would rather take that. And I get to having the conversation of bad cops. And he's like, there are going to be bad people in every field. And he's like, with everything, he feels like there could definitely be improvement. And he was like, yeah. I feel like there could be improvement with a lot of the things and a lot of the things that cops do. Like trainings and protocols and stuff like that. But, you know, you can't generalize with everything. And I'm thinking and I'm sitting and I'm standing there and I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking, Huh, that's, that's a fair statement to make, you know? So, I get to asking him. I get to actually... We get to the point of the conversation and I'm like, you know what, look, I was actually scared shitless calling the cops today. And he was like, yeah, I get that. And the guy was a Hispanic guy and he's like, I, I'm a Hispanic person. And so I get a lot of people who are Hispanics who think that they're going to, we're going to call ICE if they call the cops. And he says it, it's a real blessing for me to go there and be able to help them and let them know, like, hey, you guys can call the cops because we're here to help you. And it 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 seemed like this really was a person who was very had a lot of gratitude and passion for serving his community, especially coming from that Hispanic background. You know, he knows that his people are scared of the cops because of ICE and because of their immigration status, and he was like we're taught in police school to serve and protect irregardless of their immigration status. And he was talking about how much joy he gets from helping people who are scared and helping change the perspective of policing. And I was like, okay, coming from your point of view, because, you know, I'm talking to a BIPOC person, I'm talking to a Hispanic man. So I'm thinking in my head about all the white guys that went to college and I was telling him this and I was like, so the white guys that grew up in a white town went to a primarily white institution college, was like, let's say a frat boy and had no real clash of cultures. They have never really experienced um, any adversity with their cultural identity so you got this guy fresh like that goes into police school and he's he's trigger happy what like because they're obviously going to be such people and we can't really be like oh but not all cops are bad and not talk about the cops who are bad and he was like like everything there needs improvement. And I got, and I I was kind of poking. I was trying to poke, and I was like, So, what do you think about the diversity and equity portion of your training? And he's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, he was like, If you ask me to quote you everything I learned, I probably can't. And I'm like, Fair point. I can't tell you everything I learned in bio 107, but I can tell you like some of the major points. And it was like, he feels like in that, area there definitely could be improvement and he just goes on to telling me about the job and i ask him like oh so what Tell me about the job and he talks about how um the job is in the shifts and he was like he's been two years he likes it but there are definitely hard parts of the job and you know it's it, it sounded like to him this was his regular job and so my question is, what do you think about defunding the police? Now I know y'all gonna be like, hey, 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 hey. Kyla, Gaze, think about it. Why are you asking a cop this in the middle of the night? Let's 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 use color test. But in that moment, I was really, I was really using my journalistic opportunities. Like you can't blame me. This was the, this was the content or whatever. And so he's like talking about. Um, and this is literally what he said. He's like, if we defund the police, then there's going to be chaos. And he was talking about the town that he's in. And he's like, this town that I'm in is a pretty chill town. I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty chill town. It's a pretty calm white town. And he's like, but yeah, we're really busy and we're short-staffed in towns like in cities like Boston and Dorchester and cities like that then they are excruciatingly short staffed he was telling me about how some of them go in at seven in the morning and they're supposed to leave at like 11 and they're told hey you gotta you gotta work till seven so they're working the guys are working 24 hour shifts and i'm like hmm i'd be pretty pissy if my boss told me to stay and he's telling me about how cities like these are not pretty chill cities because you know It's Boston and how short-staffed they are and how they have to ask for backup from surrounding towns, leaving the surrounding towns unshort-staffed with the staff that they have because it's either they're helping or they're busy themselves. And he was like talking about a city recently that had defunded their sheriff's um, office and now they want him back. And I'm like, okay. So if defunding the police is going to lead to more chaos, what is the solution? And I kid you not, this guy was like, there's no solution. And in my head, I was like, hmm, I don't like that answer. It's your answer and it's a completely valid answer, but I don't like that answer. And this is why I wanted to bring this to y'all as my first episode back to talk about policing. Because as you know, um... You know everybody was like fuck 12 and that's a very fair point of view because honestly calling the cops it was it was a lot i kid you not i was i was i was gonna have a panic attack or poop my pants not gonna lie it was very terrifying and he was like yeah that's a very fair point because people who look like me end up in body bags with a good amount of interaction with the cops and it It's not that I'm telling you guys this story about this guy, who, by the way, when the guy showed up, he stayed. He stayed with me, and he did not have to stay. He actually did stay with me for a good amount of time. And when he left, the tire was on when he left. And he even helped me, like, write a little note in my notes up about how to change the tire. This was a solid, solid dude, you know. Um... For privacy reasons, we're going to call him Joe, but, you know, Joe, if you ever see this, you know, I appreciate you, Don. Like, you really, really saved my ass. And, you know, I hope hope all is well with you in life. Um, But honestly, I feel like that interaction really brought to my mind the question of policing because i don't think there's ever been a phase in the world where we didn't have some sort and form of police you know we had people look out for each other and in some capacity you can say that was policing you know what i'm saying and if we're talking about defunding the police and putting it into community programs then playing devil's advocate here who's gonna protect The people. Because if we're putting the money into community programs and that is talking about raising up a new generation of people who are supported and protected and educated and elevated by their government and their county fund, fair point. That is definitely something that we need to reinvest back into our communities. But that is a new generation of people. What about the current generation? What about the people who are still here and what about the crime that is still going to be happening? Because saying that we're going to invest in communities is not saying that there's going to be less crime. Because crime is still going to be there. But, you know, you can invest in communities and still have crimes. Both are not mutually exclusive. So my question to everybody who is like, defund the police and reinvent it, what are some of the solutions? Because to me, I'm not saying that that one interaction made people like, Blue Lives Matter. I still think that Blue Lives Matter is a very disrespectful statement to say, a very disrespectful flag to represent, and a very disrespectful thing to associate yourself with, period. However... I'm not going to say that all cops are bad and I don't think most people who are coming from this from an analytical point of view are saying all cops are bad because he was telling me like he was telling me about how his mom does not like guns and that's fair and he was like when I'm off work I'm a regular guy. I like to drive, I like to hang out with my girl, I like to go to cookouts, I like to do regular things, and when I go to my mom's house, I'm a huge goofball, I like to goof around with my people and have fun, and so when my mom sees me, she's like, I'm less scared of police because I know you, and you're a regular guy, and you're so goofy, I can't really believe you're police, and I was like, huh, that's actually kind of beautiful because, you know, like, some of the guys are good guys and again this is not me saying all cops are good people or all cops are bad people and he was like let's let's not generalize and i'm like okay fair point but that conversation was short brief and cute but my thing is uh, what about the bad guys how do we weed out the bad guys because in every field they're going to be bad guys but Let's say, let's take doctors. If a doctor is a bad doctor, they're sued for malpractice and they cannot be a doctor again. They can go be a farmer, but they'll never have a medical license again. And I feel like that in itself puts the fear of God in a lot of people because insurance here is crazy for doctors. I'm going to say that, you know? And this is not to say there are not bad doctors existing who are doing shady shit. It's just that They're not that many, because if you're like, okay, 12 years of your life is going to be taken if you do some dumb shit. Like, you know, it makes you kind of think three times before you do some dumb shit. And so what is it with cops? You know, the cops who shoot black people in Chicago or Georgia or like Atlanta, they got two weeks, three weeks suspended with pay and they get transferred to another department. It's not, it's not substantial. The repercussions of killing black people and black bodies and misusing their power as police in general is not enough for them to think twice before misusing and abusing their power. Because if we actually started being and holding these individuals accountable, I feel like that would be a way of making sure the guys that are in there are mostly good guys. Because we can't really be realistic and say we want a 100% good guy. But I feel like if we take it to a 90%, that's fair. A 95%, that's excellent, you know? But we have to ensure that even the 5% that is not good guys, they're not out here killing people willy-nilly just because they felt like using their gun today. Because Lord knows what goes on in these people's minds. Whether they wake up one day and they're like, Today, we're shooting some niggas. Like, we don't know if that's what's going on in their mind. And we don't know what what happens but I do know that from the situation that I have seen and I've witnessed and I have heard about and I have protested about I know that it seems like a huge boys club that they protect each other in their individual precincts and their individual counties and their individual groups and categorizations and so when one of them does something bad Instead of really just exposing and being a good person and saying, hey, you can't do that. They kind of band together and are like, OK, let's let's do some damage control. You're going to another precinct and we're all saying that, oh, it was a very unfortunate event. What happened? Like, really, motherfucker? Unfortunate? Somebody's mother lost their child today. And you're talking about unfortunate? You're talking about transferring someone to a different precinct? Like, that's that's not equitable. And that's the thing. the converse, the, the repercussions are not enough to instill fear. Because if a doctor that cuts you open has the ability to go to life for, like not documenting something correctly, or you having a bad headache after that, then I feel like somebody who has the ability to end your life in three seconds should have the same, if not greater, consequences. I'm talking about suspended, without pay, their license to use a gun, and to be a police, can be stripped away for them i think policing should have or should be a certificate or even a license because these people cannot be on the job for 10 15 years and we expect them to remember what they learned in policing school they need to be able to renew their policing license to renew their capacity to serve and protect because if we put them on a pedestal that's like oh You learned something once and you don't have to learn it again. That's not how learning is. And if you're on a job where you have the capacity to use a gun and kill people, I think you should be an active learner, an everyday learner. So I truly do think that we should have policing as a license. We should have these people have to renew their license for policing every two years were the curriculum and equity, diversity, and how to deal with people in a black neighborhood, a Hispanic neighborhood, the challenges that come with these individuals, the stereotypes that people may have about you, how to handle people in mental health crises and not just pulling guns on them, how to handle people who are scared of cops, how to be an equitable serve and protect person those things need to be updated and their licenses need to be updated because you cannot tell me a person who's been on the job for 15 years can quote you what they learned in police school these things need to be renewed if doctors have to renew their license even like let's say family practice where they're treating colds and giving like kids like physicals if they need to renew their license i feel like people who use guns or have the capacity to use guns should renew their license and you know that's just one solution this could go a million different ways and i feel like our perspective is like it's a good perspective and i feel like the work that we have done in activism in these past years has been great but i feel like we can do more we can sit with ourselves and be like okay cool they're good cops yes you exist we appreciate you we love you thank you for serving but they're bad cops i have nothing to say about you but okay so i feel like our fight is like, but they're good cops but they're good cops but they're good cops okay they're good cops and then what happens to the bad cop because the presence of good doesn't mean the absence of evil and vice versa you know so If you're talking about, okay, but they're good cops, okay, and they're still bad cops. And our conversation is not to invalidate the good cops that there are. It's to talk about the bad cops that are actively present and shooting and killing and murdering people every day out in the streets. That's our conversation. Nobody has ever said every single cop is horrible. And I feel like that's not a fair perspective because, you know, there's some good cops. There's some. And that there exists and they're good people. And when they get off they ship. They like, I don't know, a beer and a hug. That's fine. They exist. We love them. But the bad cops make somebody's child not go home tonight, today. And those are the people we need to be focusing about. And I feel like the people who are not supportive of this argument are thinking about, oh, but my uncle is a good cop. Okay, but what about the bad cops? What solutions can we come up with so that these people are held accountable and rooted and like booted out of the system? Because to be frank, I don't want someone who's trigger happy answering my 911 call. Honestly, I don't. I don't want somebody who's like mm-hmm, gone today answering my nine one one call. And they're there. There are people who are like that. And this is not and this is not a one person thing. This is a, a bunch of them. And I feel like if we made their repercussions of being a horrible police as horrible as killing a person is then I feel like we're going to start seeing somewhere. Because if you're telling me somebody selling weed in the neighborhood can get life imprisonment and the person who did not make, who ensured that somebody's kid did not get home gets only 40 years, I feel like that's not, that's a conversation that we need to reevaluate, you know? So, um, (laughs) this is definitely, this is definitely a hard conversation because... You know, there are people saying we fund the police and reinvest it to their communities. And I'm not saying that argument is invalid because we do need to stop investing in weaponry a lot. Because I've seen that budget and that's that it's in the trillions or in the billions. And I'm just like, okay, we really don't need that much armor. Let's let's fund the public schools like like Worcester public schools. We need a bigger library. We need to pay the teachers that are teaching and we we do need to invest in our communities and we need to take some of the money that we're investing in our artillery and military grade weapons and we need to put it back in our communities and I feel like that is also a way that we as a community can lessen the crime because you know if everyone's supported and helped then I feel like that would also be something that would help the world become a better place, I guess. So this is this is an interesting episode. And this is the episode that, you know, y'all know me. I like to I like to welcome myself back with the heavy hitters and policing is definitely a heavy hitter. And I I just wanted to give you guys the story of something very personal that happened to me. And something that, you know, it could happen to anybody. And I was super, super, super blessed to have a good guy come to my rescue. And, you know, I definitely do appreciate that man. But I just, we need to have this conversation in a more equitable and rounded way. Like, there's also a need for a devil's advocate in most of the conversations. And multiple perspectives are definitely needed. So, I want to know what y'all think about policing. What can people do different? What are the conversations that we need to have? What are the people that we need to include in this conversation? What are your opinions, thoughts, comments, questions about policing? Uh, Drop down, there will be a question. There will be a question on the Spotify and Apple playlists, Apple podcast segment. Please let me know what y'all think about this. The conversation is definitely going to go back to our Instagram because you know me. I like to build a community. I like to have a conversation. I like to have this connection with every single one of y'all because I truly do appreciate every single one of you guys listening and tuning into this podcast. So, i have been your lovely host coming back from an excruciating break i really 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 did miss y'all i wish you could see my face i'm so geeked i really love doing this episode um follow us on tiktok at the american funeral because you know you're gonna go on viral or whatever and follow our instagram for updates everything is on our ig again at the american funeral i really do want to build a community and connect with every single one of y'all i have been your host hi logeshi tuning out signing out i missed y'all guys and see you guys on the next episode